Today's episode does contain a brief description of a suicide attempt. I'll be ready when there's something else I need to do and don't want to do it. I'll be ready when I have energy again. I'll be ready at the last minute because that's when I get the best results. Ready now, your host of the Shadow Dance Edge and a beautiful soul in a beautiful package, Heather McGlasson. Today on the Shadow Dance Edge, we have the founder of My Heart's Whisper, and I've got to tell you, Leon's gentle holding of space, of asking just the right questions and moving me through some beautiful visualizations, it really helped me get clear on reconnecting with my heart. Because about a year ago, my husband went through congestive heart failure. And on top of that, and on top of doing some moving and some landscaping and running a business, I had put my heart's processing on hold. I couldn't deal with an imagined day of crying and nurturing myself back into myself. And I also couldn't see the disconnection that not listening to my heart wasn't helping me either. When working with Leon, he really helped to reconnect me and get all of that flowing again. Hey, Leon, thank you for agreeing to be on the Shatterdance Edge podcast. The pleasure is mine. I'm I'm having fun today and I'm very excited for our interview. Very cool. Well, I always love to um, start off with this question because it really will give mm. my audience a chance to um, to check in with like who they're listening to. So the question is, what what are you creating in your world, or what do you want to create in your world? That's a big question. What do I want to create in my world? And what's resonating for me? What's true for me in the moment is. I want to be a space for love, space for self-love, love of others, love of life, love of the world. Hmm. For as long as I've known you, you definitely feel that. Like I, I think you're definitely there already. And that's beautiful. That's great. And have you always been this way? Like your whole life? Have you always been like this? ideal of a space for love and because I always feel so comfortable talking to you 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 yeah you always hold held such a space a safe space for me to just be who I am and come from my heart so have you had just just been Leon his whole life I've been Leon the whole life but not the Leon you see today (laughs) what no I I was a very angry kid I could not hold safe spaces. I I didn't experience safe spaces when I was younger. Because, I mean, how many people out there have the capacity without proper training to hold safe spaces? So rare. Everyone carries stuff and usually that stuff smears onto others or it, it bleeds onto others and it creates more wounds. And I experienced that for myself too. I was like, ah, oh, what am I doing? And I was the kid who punches walls until his knuckles were bruised and bleeding, kicking walls after the hands were hurting too much because I still want, I still had a lot of pain inside that I want to get out of my body. So if you see me when I was 10, I guess, 10 to 13, that was the, the period where it was just so much pain, emotional, mental, spiritual. And then I added on physical pain for myself. It was, it wasn't always like this. 
But I guess that that was also what led me towards what I'm doing today. What kind of work are you doing today? I guess it's God's work or the work of love, helping people come back to who they are, come back to love, to experience and to express love, to be love, to be loving, and a lot of that starts with ourselves. And I, I say it like it's simple. Well, maybe it is simple, but not easy. Mm. And I could not have done it alone. I had proper support, whether my mentors, my friends, my family, and definitely not a self-made man. And I, I'm very, very grateful for things being so different these days. You have a lot more support these days. That's. That's really great. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, you do work with large groups of people. I heard recently you worked with a group of forty people. What were you doing with them? Forty. For, those are for corporates. Uh, so I have both the playground in my corporate area and also the public area. So for corporate, it ranges from team buildings where we invite them to come and enjoy themselves and learn at the same time and bond as a team, come together as a strong unit. And I also do work with leaders, so leadership work and teaching, coaching, and all that fun stuff. Really, it, it was all—it's all related back to love. Wow! I used to reject team building because I was like, "What's, what's the ROI in team building?" <laughs> but actually, after team building sessions, they actually come and say thank you, and we actually really needed this. I'm like, "Huh? I'm so stubborn in my ways that I could not see this back then." <laughs> wow. Wow. So, um, when did you experience this shift that you had from being like that angry person into realizing that you needed to have a lot more self compassion and a lot more love for yourself? Hmm. Actually, it didn't come at the same time. We're gonna go a little bit dark here today. Okay. It was at the age of thirteen. I wanted to end my life. So. I was cutting, and at the same time, the thirteen-year-old boy was so fucking scared of dying. He didn't really want to die, so he was on his bed. Well, I was on my bed. I was cutting from my wrist to the top of my bicep and the other side of my arm as well. And then I switched over to the other arm because the pain that every single scratch gave me was strangely. Better or easier than the pain I had, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Mm-hmm. And after running out of room for the cutting, I said, like, "Okay, I guess this is time." And I put the blade on the wrist, and I was scared. Didn't really want to go, but I was ready to go because. Fuck this! I don't want a life like this. I mean, three years of constant anger and pain. Oh, what sort of life is that? So as I was about to cut, all of a sudden I heard a burst of laughter in my room. I like, oh, what the hell? Am I going mad? <laughs> and it sounded like an old man laughing, and that snapped me out of the process of ending my life and. I looked around my room and I was still alone. I locked the door. There was blood on my bed and there were tissues filled with blood. And 
like, <laughs> did I finally snap? Did I finally go insane? And it was a, a few seconds of silence and the voice I heard lovingly said, you haven't lived yet, young man. Mm. And I just fell asleep. Ah, so... Don't know what that was. But I felt loved. Wow. So much so that it was so comforting that I could fall asleep immediately. And I woke up the next morning and well, I was still here. I'm still here. Second chance. Second chance. That's amazing. So with that second chance, what do you see as a vision for the world? What do you want for everyone in the world? A big thing that I used to carry is that we don't have to suffer. But that I realized that might not be so precise. That that's a judgment of suffering is bad. Hmm. <laughs> but suffering has a message. If I'm suffering right now in the moment, there's something that I'm not seeing or I'm not hearing. I'm not noticing. And until I notice and I take proper care of that area, nothing will change or very little will change. And if I try to distract myself and cope and all the other things that don't address the root or the core of it, it might be different for a little bit, but it's essentially going to be the same. So rather than we don't have to suffer, maybe it's more of love, love myself, enjoy the experience of love and enjoy life, regardless of what flavors it brings to us, hmm. what season we are in. Do you feel that a lot of humans feel separated from one another and feel alone in their own life journeys? From my experience and the people I've met and supported through my coaching and my work, there are people like that. I, I wouldn't want to overgeneralize that everyone is like that because these are the people that I've met in my work and I attract a certain group of people, but definitely disconnected from others, from themselves even, loneliness and being alone, yeah, exploring those topics. What, what is love? Is it romance? Is it intimacy? Is it sex? Is it what, what is love? And to have the distinctions between what the different flavors of love is or the different experiences of love is so, so important. Very important. It's love attachment, it's love dating is love relationships can it be all Hello. of the above maybe <laughs> <laughs> what would you say to um, our listeners that really feel like they need um, a tune-up on being able to get in touch with their heart their own desires their needs or even just to not feel like they're so alone that's a powerful question in, in my workshop, it's called My Heart's Whisper. And literally the first session itself out of the eight weeks is reconnecting with our hearts. And it's called My Heart's Whisper for a reason. There's a saying that our hearts, they whisper and the, the sound is not as loud as the loud 
loud sounds in our head and the loud sounds of society and the people around us. And for us to really tune into that whisper, we have to be present with ourselves in the moment. When we can do that, when we can tune into the heart like that, how does that change our lives and how we interact with other people in it? I can say for myself and the clients that I've supported, it's the word is magic. Miracles happen when you are reconnected with your heart. And instead of efforting and pushing and struggling, what becomes possible is ease, flow. And literally, that's why I say magic. Beautiful. All right, I have a question because we're going to go right to your edge now. Okay. And, and there's many different edges. And when I speak of edge, I'm just talking about like, you know, that edge of the comfort zone where what you want is on the outside of that and all the happy, comfortable, easy feelings are on the inside. And I like to call that your edge. And, and in this world, especially when we're helping others, we're also expanding and contracting ourselves as we're feeling into new spaces and in, into more areas where we can help expand others. And the the topic I love touching on when it comes to edge is your edge of like wanting something or desiring something that's going to help you expand to be able to reach like those further goals of being able to help even more people as I know you want to do. What's true for my heart right now is to serve in every way that I'm called to serve. And... I used to run weekly sessions for free for my community and it wasn't sustainable. So my heart is exploring different ways of serving. One thing that is new for me is videos because I don't, I don't usually teach. I facilitate and I coach and usually asking questions and that's where the magic happens. And to share is so rare for me. And I guess that's a leading edge of, of starting a new pattern or a pattern that I'm not completely used to. If I, I can create videos that serve even just one individual, chances are it's going to serve multiple. I love that you're willing to, to listen to the people that need you most and take the things that they want and turn them into a way to serve them better. That I think we need more of that in this world. Sometimes we get cookie cutter um, facilitators. They have their own expertise. They want to do it in a certain way. I may even fall into that category and I have to watch out for that because at the end of the day, it's really about being of service to the people that we're serving, not just throwing our own ideas in front of their face. And yeah, I'm probably terribly guilty of that. And that might be around my own insecurities and fears of not being able to meet expectations. And so I am, I think I'm finding myself managing other people's expectations an awful lot. And I mm. think it's really brave of you to not do that and instead say, how can I be of service? What do you want? I think that's incredibly brave and smart. And I admire that a whole lot. And I want to end with, um, share with us anything else that you want to add that I haven't asked you. Mm. 
for the conversation with myself community that I used to run, the tagline is love yourself by living a life that is worthy of you. Because mm. a lot of people they're asking, can I do it? Am I, am I good enough? Am I smart enough? Can I actually figure this out? <laughs> 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 the stories in our head comes in and we're stuck in the head. Mm. Rather than that, my invitation for the people that I meet, the people who I serve, is be curious about what's a life that is worthy of you. A, a life that is worth living for. And that, that shifts the conversation and makes it come from a very powerful space. And life just unfolds. Beautiful. Thank you so much today, Leon. I appreciate you and I love you. My pleasure and I love you.